Well, I'd like to welcome everyone back to uh, Roll Forming with Ron. This is our second episode, uh, and today's guest is Nate Roston, who's huh? been working with us for how many years you've been here? I've been, now, uh, I've been with New Tech for six years, but six prior years. to that I was working for Englert for about 14 years, and then before that uh, we were working uh, for WeatherGuard building products mm, for about 15 guys. years. Yeah. And that's where we had like a, I worked with a lot of guys that are leaders in the industry now. Well, I worked with Mike Rich and um, Troy Falbo and Andy Chapman and Joe LaCrue and um, yeah. who else? Oh, uh, uh, Jim Basham. Yeah. I mean, lots of guys. Uh, Jim yeah. Schaefer was there for a little while yeah. and Bruce Pearson was there. I mean, there was a lot of people lots that we people worked with. That place. And, and Bruce. Uh, but that turned into one of the premier places in Denver, man. It did for a long time. And yeah. then, you know, <clears throat> a, they sold out to a larger company and they decided to do something different. So, yeah. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot from Mike. Well, and, you, were, from you, were, you were doing a lot of machine stuff there. Big I machine mean, stuff, yeah. yeah. So that, that, was, that was pretty much my background is all the factory machines, like the, the Artos downspout machines and the Roussel punch presses. And then we, we designed and built a lot of specialty flashing machines. And we would take some machines and from uh, you know sales or auctions and fabricate them and, yep, and refurbish yeah. them and put shears on them and run out stands and mm -hmm. make, make different types of flashing that you see guys making on the breast break today. So right, right. it's kind of cool being able to do that so many years ago and then see that still being made by hand. You know, we were doing that roll form. I don't know where all that equipment is though, but yeah. anyway. But yeah, I, I did went, that went for a long time. Went from folding to roll forming. Yeah, well, we went from <clears> folding <throat> to roll forming and, and you know, now it's more specialty with, with the metal roofing. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of shears and brakes in like every shop you go to, they've got a either a Schecto or a Raz or a Roper Whitney brake and a shear. And yeah, that's and how just so everyone knows, uh, Nate's been traveling around the country working on all kinds of equipment for what, 20 years? At least, yeah, about 20, 20, 23 years. Yeah, so he's got a lot of knowledge, not only for new tech, but a lot of the stuff that's out there that uh, most people you know are familiar with in this Sweet. industry. So Sweet. So. Yeah. So. All right. What's your show? So I'm not gonna. I'm no. not gonna lead you to the next well, subject. You may have to. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I think you wanted to talk about the history of roll forming. Yeah. So let's do that. Well, anyway, funny you should bring up Ewald because when I was at Watertight, which was in the '80s, yeah, we were. Uh, <clears throat> he approached us, and and I actually started building his panel machines for him. Okay. So we built his machines for four or five years. Wow. And shipped them to him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So from, so that would have been how, how long ago? Jeez. Well, that was in the, like I said, probably mid eighties when we did that. Okay. So what? 30, what is that? 15 and 23 is what? 38 yeah. years ago? Well, mid eighties is, well, yeah. let's say in the eighties, it'd be 40 years. Yeah. 83. Yeah. Wow. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah we, we did downspot machines. We did elbow machines. From Watertight? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Was was the downspot machine like the Knutson? Remember the Knutson made one? Yeah. And that was a little different than that. Yeah. That was, well, it was like a long, 
you know, version of what Knudsen would make for a machine was pretty slow, but it, yeah. you know, we used it to make elbow blanks. We put yeah. a shear on it. I, in fact, I think I saw a picture of you operating that machine somewhere. I probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize they were taking pictures because yeah. Mike sent me that picture exactly. from I've seen that 30 picture years before. ago. Maybe, like, it was when, whoa. maybe it was when I was in, uh, in Mike's office. But it had that on a wall or something. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, let's just say it was on the wall. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Nobody knows. Sweet. Yeah, this is our, we're, we're telling this story, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I looked at that. And then yesterday we were talking about the, the Knutson somewhat version of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, like when the first one was, mm-hmm. but um, they were all kind of similar to what you see today. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. In the little bitty machines that Schlebach makes, which mm-hmm. is interesting to me, like how, you know. How we transpired. How do we skip that? Yeah. You know, like why, and we've talked about making one. Because mm-hmm. the one I saw on the internet, it looked like it, you could adjust the width a little bit, like there was a crank. There is, and both sides move. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. There's so, a lot of those out there. There may, There's a lot of European machines so, like that. Uh, and you probably know the answer. So is ESE affiliated with Rollformer? No. Not at all? Mm-mm. Okay. Because when I look at their machines, you would think they came f- from the same factory. Yeah. They're, they look very similar. The, yeah, and they're both in Pennsylvania. Yeah, the, the difference is that the Rollformer machine has the shafts that go all the way across. Yeah. Yeah, ESE, I, I, I'm not ESC's that familiar not with that ESE, way. to be yeah. honest with you. I've worked on a couple, up, even recently up in Phoenix for a custom built. They had an ESE machine, and they don't make panformers anymore. At least no, that's no. what they call them. I think all he does now is seamers. They and still stuff do the like seamer? And okay. clip makers and that kind of stuff. I got you. And the hand seamer. And hand seamer. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In fact, we may still be buying hand seamers. For we now. are. Yeah. There's, they still have that uh, molded. Yeah, that's like gold, gold color. Yep. Yeah, 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 I've seen those. We still, that's what we send with every. Every inch or inch and a half. Yep. Any, two any inch. mechanical seam. Yeah, uh, profile is going to get one of those, right? So, and it's just so I'd keep making them too. Well, I could yeah. just sell them without having to advertise or anything. Just here, how many you need? Well, we made our own for a while. New tech. I remember did. that, and they were like little short guys, and they were more expensive than Ewalds were when we were buying them from oh, him. I so we you. just switched back to Ewalds. Okay, he made I, a really nice little seamer, hand seamer. I think so. You know, the 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 finish on them didn't mar the material and right. all that kind of stuff. So he put a lot of work into those. Which that was a huge issue, I think, even with like, because the German ones, first thing the guys do is put tape on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, if you got to put tape on them, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Right yeah, off the bat, like, something. oh, let me get some tape, and I put tape on it yeah. for a brand new, brand new set. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so... There's a machine out there that I did <clears throat> at Watertight, or actually at job site, excuse uh, me. Panel machine? Oh, panel yeah, machine. Yeah. This little, remember we were, we were talking about this, and I found this manual last night at home. But this was, I don't know if you guys can see that, but um, this was a belt drive machine that had two belts that were, I think there were 20 foot long belts. Wow. And there was a top one and a bottom one. And they were both driven? And they were both driven. And they were they were, they had 
like a half a turn of pressure against them, and you had oh. little idler rollers in the piddle to hold them to, really? together. And that actually would, you'd feed it in there, and that, it would grab that material and just pull it right straight through there. Seemed like you can just imagine pull, that. Yeah, if you just go all the way down the length of the machine, yeah. that's like one continuous pull. Right. Like if, you know, like a one long drive roller, so there's really no slipping, no moving, no nothing. As long no as nothing. you fed it in there straight, ah. if you fed it in crooked, you're, you're in trouble. Well, you're in trouble. I could see but, that. Yeah. So the demise of that was the, the belts became hard to get, and they, ah. they only lasted four or five years, and then people started having problems getting the belts. So it kind of went by the wayside, but anyway, it was kind of a neat little machine. Yeah, you kind of wonder about some of that, those ideas, if, if we could reincorporate that. Oh, yeah. Into some of this stuff. See, now I want to interview Ron. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I got all these questions. Well, because I'm talking to this guy yesterday about, um, you know, the gutter machines, and he's he's got a five minute, the guy that dropped off yesterday, David. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then he starts asking me questions about, uh, the so he he had the 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 job site yeah. um what job do you call it services seven, which is what this is the seven inch oh box the seven gutter. inch job site seven, yeah okay. the seven inch box gutter yeah he was having a hard time with and then the uh, the roll former half round oh, and uh, two tough machines so so when we came out with the the seven inch. <clears throat> I mean, that was basically an industry shape that was already there. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that. that but, but see, when, when I designed that one, I had it so it would do straight back. Mm. This was the plan. I never really got finished with it. Uh, straight back, hook, which we can do. Mm-hmm. Three-inch back, back flange, which yeah. we have trouble doing, but we, we did a couple of them and got them to work. Well, it seemed like we should... At some point, get one of them over here and take a crack we, at we're it. Going away, so I think. think we could. And then it had a one-inch inside flange. I would just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For metal building, so you just shove it up right underneath there. Now that we Into can a, still do, right? No, we can't do that one yet either. Mm. So that seemed like that would be a popular one. It would if we can okay. come up with it. But but I had you know I designed the shear so it would accept all of that stuff. So yeah, if you look yeah, at the well, shear, the you can see all the cutouts in it. That, well, that's why people ask all the time. They're yeah. like, okay, I see that it has the angle for the back flange. Yeah. You can Where's the back flange at? Okay. Yeah. And then... And then uh, there's a slot for the one inch inside. Oh, so one this way. One, one this way, one that way, and then one straight, straight back and hook. Nice. So... Um, but what one of the things we were talking about, and I think I remember talking to you about, because we, you know, we bought out Nasser, but then you had other ideas on how to incorporate what they were doing in a kind of in our existing machine. Yeah, absolutely. So the face box would change out. Is that something that we're considering well, doing, or they they? It, it, that machine was designed when when I designed yeah, it, that's so right. that you could change the profile. So you could do like a straight. You've seen straight face gutter, yeah, like the type. like the custom built one mm-hmm. we did. Yeah, out of a five inch, make a flat face five inch yeah. gutter. Oh yeah, yeah, or a I've flat face that, yeah. six inch, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's where that came from. So we could just interchange those things. And so would the bottom be the same width as a standard five, or would well, it skinny on, up? On that one, it would be. Okay. But if you're doing a face gutter and that type of thing, then the bottom's got to get narrower. Okay. So or you, you could do a, I guess you could really do a wide bottom fascia too. Okay. 
just depends on material usage and what's out there. And and I know that well, and what he in particular what he was asking about was a half round. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about a half round before. We well, you we told actually me tried once. to do one. We had talked before when they were initially <clears throat> asking questions about doing a roll, an outside roll mm -hmm. and an inside roll in the same machine, right? Where you just maybe change the box out. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that if we could do that, it would change everything. Good. Like, yeah. you, you, no one else would buy another half round. That would be the well, only Well, if we could make one that worked the way it's supposed to, that's the, that's yeah, a that's, tough machine. That's the key. Half round's a oh, tough yeah. machine. Well, yeah, because it has to be, you know, I mean, there's, there's not no, a whole lot no, of shape There are to no it. corners to grab a hold of and, yeah. you know, to, for, yeah. to, to keep it guiding through there. It's all curves. Interesting. You know? So it's a tough Sweet. machine to do. So, you, you know, they've come up with uh, uh, the head up on there. Instead of making it a curl, make yeah. it so it'll accept a five-inch hanger, for example. Yeah, that's so what, can and that's what he, hangers he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, because I think he bought a Perry Steel machine. Or, mm -hmm. no, no. He, he has a, uh, a KWM. Half round. Half round. Yeah, he told me about that. He's had yeah, a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Okay, and uh, yeah, I don't think it likes to run steel. No, and but he's he mentioned the Perry steel that Schaefer has that has the kind of the square looking top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if we can get rid of that and just do like a either, we had we were gonna we were gonna the make job that site machine. has a little bit of a rounded top, so it looks almost right, but it does have a hook, but it's not so. You, you would need a rounded head, like yeah. You'd have to have a hanger. different hanger. Yeah. yeah, and I know they make them. Somebody makes them. Do they? I don't. Yeah, know. I think I have a sample of one actually. Hmm. That's interesting. In my toolbox. Well, we ought to, we ought to, we ought to uh, make sure we know about that because if we do do that, we, yeah, we're going to need I, I that hanger to, to. Yeah, I think know I have one in from. the bottom of my box. Okay. If not, I, we can find them. But cool. it's it's a rounded. It's like a hidden hanger with a rounded head on it to go in to accommodate that. Hmm. If we talk about uh, the SSP machine, for example, mm -hmm. right? Great machine. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. they ran great. They really uh, beefy machine. But the, the problem with it was everybody hated that changeover process because it took mm. two guys four or five hours and then try to make the machine run right again because you had to reline everything. And you, know, you know, I had a process when I did that. Because I did that for several customers. Like, that would be a regular occurrence. I would either have customers drop machines off, drop it off one day, pick it up the next day, mm -hmm. or I would go out and do it on my own. And, and I, I got to a point where I could do it in, like, three hours by myself. Yeah. And from, like, 675 to 200. Well, I'll tell you what, that's tough. <laughs> it Lifting is. that out there was tough. It is. I, well, I used to lay sheets down over the top so I wouldn't mess up the shear. Right. And I could do that pretty quickly. I'd always do the the right side first and then do the left side, which I think was a little bit easier because you left side was easier. You could go out the back that end. Out. But, but the right yeah, side had to hard. go through that shear. That was a tough one. Well, and those were long rails. I pulled the right out of the entry in. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because right I, I, cause I could take the, the shear out and the drum or the entry guide and the drum off and then right. pull it out. But when that machine was set up right, you couldn't beat it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it 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 would 
it's bulletproof. I mean, they still have them out there. They're running oh, right now. There's all kinds of them out there. Yeah, so so we see a lot of SSPs that want to come in and switch over to SSQs, but they those machines have been running for decades. Yeah. And no, no issue. Well, and that's, you know, when, you, when we come up with the SSQ format, changed mm-hmm. it over to an SSQ with a quick change tooling, you know, one guy, one wrench, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, then when I when I came up with that, I thought you know there's a lot of SSPs out there, so now mm-hmm. we need to come up with a retro kit yeah. so that we can change all those that are out there yeah. over to the SSQ. Now we saw all the tooling for that. Well, we're starting so, to reinstitute that a little bit. Right. Well, we just recently did one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not too long ago. And I think we have two or three of them on the books that we need to do still. Yeah. So. There are a couple that they want. So that's pretty interesting do. too. I think, you know. Okay. Um, it helps, it not only helps these guys, instead of, a lot of these guys can't afford a brand new machine, mm-hmm. but they can afford to do that, and it oh, yeah. kind of gives them that, you know, that well, step up to the next the level. Flexibility to switch the tooling out. Yeah. So. yeah. But the, um, I would say the SSP, <clears throat> when, when it was introduced, I mean, it really kind of changed the game because up until that point, most machines only, you know, you had a machine and it made this panel. That's right. Like the, the you know, the CARE 20 and all that. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the profile. There was no swapping out. You maybe changed the width of the panel. Right, right. But you weren't changing the profile. So when I, when I saw the SSQ, or the SSP, it was like, wow, that's a multi-panel machine. Mm-hmm. That's, that could get you anything that you need. So the changeover at the time once you got the hang of it, it really wasn't that bad. I know several customers that you know were able to change it out with two guys pretty quickly. Yeah, and they would run one panel one in the morning and then run another panel in the afternoon and you know go back and forth quite mm-hmm. often. Um, so yeah, until we saw some SSQ type machines come out, and we we won't talk too much about that. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> there, there's two versions of the the SSQ, you know, the earlier the the, the first fifty mm-hmm. were one way, yes, and then the, the <laughs> and beyond that, um, there's really no one that can really compare to that. Maybe the Quattro, because they have the flippers. Yeah, but that's but then if you go away from those two, yeah, you now you it's need to take you a while to re- realign everything oh, yeah. back in. And we were looking at some of the videos. I know uh, Rick is uh, making a, an article to compare the two. And yeah, if I'm going from let's say uh, a one inch fastener flange to a one and a half fastener flange, it's an easy flip. But, but if you're going to, steal, to a two inch mechanical, which is only one sided, because they don't have you know they're not strong enough to have the two, so. If you're switching from two inch to inch and three quarter, you're taking both cassettes out, and that takes a little bit longer than forty five. Well, that's minutes. a forklift too. You can yeah. have a forklift. Well, you need a forklift or a yeah. crane or something, yeah. and that's going to take more than forty five minutes to do that. So well, yeah, and then you know the other thing about that quadro is that that's always intrigued me, or actually mm-hmm. not intrigued me, but made me think about how how I don't know the word to use. When they're running a panel out, they didn't make any runout stands. No. And that, and that and you see videos of guys running that, and they're actually having to hold that panel as it's yeah. coming out. Yeah, I never understood. Well, there's no place to attach it. No, it's just. I mean, 
some of the older ones, I think you would see an opening, but there's no, there's no, you know, like a Zimmerman has the, or no, that was a Knutson. The Zimmerman has the poles too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the it has the poles, yeah, that you can attach to it, <laughs> at least have something for it to run out on. Mm-hmm. But the um, the Quattro, did, I didn't nothing. see any of that. I don't, I don't see them in any of their videos. No, so and I, I don't, I don't believe they had. <clears throat> I don't believe they had a real stand on them either. Oh, above, no, no, nothing over the top. It yeah. was always from, you know, a standalone feeding in, so you right. had to have a little more footprint. Right, and so alignment was became critical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, well, you definitely. just set it on here and it lines up. It's like, well, well I got to get this thing aimed right. If I'm not mistaken, I've side. seen the machine on a trailer on wheels. Yes, there are on wheels on the Imagine trailer. Imagine how dangerous that is. Yeah. I mean, you, you make a left turn too hard, that is that whole machine gonna go? You know, it's locked into these channels, but. Yeah, that's, I've, that's always been yeah. kind of iffy for me too. Yeah. And, and from my understanding, they don't do too well after they've been down the road a little bit. Very true. I, yeah, I've seen a lot of those parked. And as we've talked before, you really don't have many adjustments at all for that. No, it's all it's shim. Just, like, yeah. like we have, you know, actual <clears throat> adjustments or eccentrics where they have, you know, you got two spots, and then if you need to add pressure, you have to add shim to this outside spot to lift it up to push it into the bottom. Yeah, quite an ordeal. I've done that quite a bit. And it, yeah, it's not as easy. It's kind as of a guessing same. game because you don't know what yeah, kind of shim to put in there. Unfortunately, it is. Pretty and tough. I've, I've done that before. Yeah, on their soffit specifically. Didn't run I feel very, very lucky I never had to work on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, when, when I was with Englert, that was one of the things that we did was, you know, we, we didn't sell many Quattros, if, it, if any. We mm-hmm. would sell the, the, the Curver yeah. and the, the Seamer, but we didn't sell any of their, like we would sell New Techs and then once they came out with the Englert machine, we were selling that instead. But that whole time, <clears throat> it was mainly... Um, whatever the customer had, you know, and that's what we work on. Yeah. And that's how we got to a point where, you know, most, a lot of the guys would work on whatever was out there. Um, yeah. So. Well, that, that brings up a, a question I have for you. Uh-huh. Um, interchangeable parts between NewTek and Englert, gutter and panel. Not very many. That's what I thought. Their stuff's all metric. Yeah, everything is metric. Bearings um, included. Yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, everything is, well, I think the bearing sizes are universal, aren't they? Or I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the numbers are, you know, like as whatever the. Numbers I thought those were, were millimeters, and it could be. And I, I don't know. That's, that's they're definitely different. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that they're they're different. Um, but I thought the sizes were universal. They could be. But um, I get a lot of guys that call. I used to. Yeah, I want to buy. Just, they have an Englert machine that was made. By Overseas yeah. by Englert, yeah, and they want they want to buy parts from our machine to stick in that machine. Yeah, I usually tell it them no. It just doesn't work because you know? they were even asking about shear blades, and I told yeah. them no, shear blades aren't going to work. Yeah. So let's, um, yeah, I usually just tell them no, nothing's going to work. So don't yeah. even, don't don't even sell it. Nope, don't buy it from us because if it doesn't fit, then you're going to want to send it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and we're not going to work on your machine. Right. <laughs> you know, so. 
Right. Yeah, we may make some adjustments and things like that. Well, you know, I, I did. There was a point where I had people from Englert, Englert customers calling me for help because mm -hmm. they couldn't get a hold of anybody. You know, yeah. but we'll see how that goes. So let's get back to the Englert panel machine. Mm -hmm. That number one left rail. Mm -hmm. The chain that it had a mechanism in it. Well, to in move between that the rail. two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it was basically where the the crank to move the tooling in and out was linked into the the left number one rail, and then there was a coupler in between that you'd have to separate. That was on the on the Acme shaft, or no? It was in between the shaft going from entry to exit. Okay. So it was in between where you could separate them. So you would dial in the first rail where you wanted it and then separate it, and then you could dial the second rail to where it needed to be. That's how you set your offset, and then you, you know, because you, it had teeth, it wasn't like a, you know, where it would capture it, and put, you know, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so you'd have to separate it, and then you'd have to get them to mesh good. So maybe it was a little bit too far in or too far out, because so it, it wasn't a, a hard stop, it was. No, no, yeah. it was not, it was like a closest tooth to the, you know, closest hole kind of ball a, to the kind pin. Kind of a wag, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, I mean, it worked, but it, you'd have to know which one to, you know, on which profile to go cheat it a little bit more, a little right, bit more, right. a little bit less. So, you know, 675, you want to make that, you know, you don't want to make that leg too tall because the clip's got to fit. Right, so or just, too short, either one. Yeah, yeah, too short, then it's moving around, so you would add <laughs> that material to that bottom leg not too much otherwise it doesn't snap so, so that, that to me that's for the customer that's a nightmare yeah and, and I don't know whether it was a 16th or a 32nd <clears throat> but it just you know when you try to be precise with things you know you want to be able to go right on yeah and not yeah. have to guess one way or another so I'd say a quarter turn it's a lot to me yeah. you know, on, an, on an SSP absolutely or, or an SS whatever multi plant multi Profile. profile. It's called an call MPL. Multi-profile. Well, they, we, we call it a metal man, basically. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what, what everybody calls it, metal man. Yeah. You know, it's a, right. the Englert metal man, but the, the, the official model was the MPL. Hmm. Not sure what the L was for, but they call it the multi-panel. Interesting. I don't know. Um, so they still make that same machine today, yeah? Today. Well, and, and, and just from talking to some of the, the guys that were there that, you know, friends of mine, and, you know, they said the one difference between the two was even if they were equal at some point, the new tech or the Englert machine has never evolved. Yes, yeah, just As where the, the Englert or the new tech machine has evolved. I mean, every day we're looking at making improvements and changes to adapt. And, and, and that's the one difference. And. I was trying to explain that to Gabby is like, look at what you have. I, it, it, and so we've got engineers at, at New Tech in-house at our, our Hermosillo facility that are constant, constantly looking to improve the, the, the product that we sell. Mm -hmm. and, and we've got a service department, you know, that's giving feedback and a sales department that's you know, giving feedback and, you know, obviously and everybody else, the manufacturing. Whereas the Englert setup 
is where you have the people in Jersey, they're buying a product. Right. It's, it's not, the company that they have make that machine makes other machines similar to that machine, they just can't sell them in the US. So uh, RSM, who's the manufacturer, like when we went to Batamat to look at some of the equipment, you could tell that was the uh, RSM machine mm -hmm. because just the way it was, it was designed. Yeah. And so they're buying a product. Right. You know, they, they're, you know, they that's don't a own huge, that company. That's a huge difference. And those to, engineers don't work for them. Right, right. That's why nothing changes. So, well, well, but they would see, and here's the thing, they would make changes, but some of those changes were economical. Oh. So we saw, we being Englert, saw they changed the, the wall thickness of the gutter machine. I, don't, I, I think they've since turned it, changed it back. You're talking about the tubing? Yeah, the tubing, yeah. So, so they, they changed went to light it. gauge tubing. They went to a light gauge tubing and then mm, we started good. seeing customers lose rails or cradles. Mm -hmm. And why is that happening? Well, because there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah, you put a weld on there, you're actually cutting yeah. into it. And I, and, I, and I don't know, I, I don't think they did that for very long, but there was a time where they went to a thin wall tubing for the, the gutter machine and next thing you know, you're losing, you're losing. Uh, Just ripping off of that. Yeah, thing. you're losing uprights off, wow. off of the machine going around the corner. That's scary. Yeah, but so they don't have any control over that. You know, you don't have sales, sales people or service people or engineers in-house to say this isn't gonna work or let's right. do it this way instead of that way. Well, we've tried that before and that doesn't work, so we're not no. doing that. Well, and that's, well, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the differences. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge difference when you, you think about what we've done here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we started from scratch, basically. Yeah. And, and built a, we're an OEM manufacturer. We're not buying, you know, we're not buying stuff from people other than the parts yeah. bearings and stuff like right. that. Basic, but we're manufacturing you know. our own product and selling it. So well, and that's that's one of the huge selling points of, of a new tech machine is, you know, and when I would walk people through I, you know, cause, oh, this is made in Mexico. No, it's it's assembled in Mexico by our employees. Right. This isn't this isn't a company that we've, you know, brought on to to do some of the work for us. These are New tech, new tech employees in a new tech yeah. facility employed by new tech and those engineers interact with our engineers yep. you know and their manufacturing interacts with our manufacturing including accounting as well so these these are people that are integrated into us as one company not right. not just some company that we you know brought in and and got them doing that mm -hmm. for us I'd like to thank Nate for being on my show today my podcast um, did a great job. Appreciate it. Um, so all you folks out there, um, go to newtechmachinery.com. You can see our videos there. Um, and we'll see you next time on podcast number three. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure.